Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and we are back with the main man for the first time since the 20th of March. Uh, I just found out after looking at my uh, calendar. It is Patrick. Patrick, mate, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. A little bit bored on uh, Sundays at the moment, although my uh, Premier League football team nearly getting relegated every week is keeping me uh, <laughs> it's keeping me busy but I am starting to miss the NFL now after a bit of a break what about you yeah it's always the same you know when the you get the hype of the draft and then when the draft is gone you're like schedules come and gone now that hype's gone it's like this is this is a tough period now in it to uh, to to solely be an NFL fan so I feel like we have to get through to the end of June and then things start happening with training camps don't they yeah, we start seeing more of the older guys sign, don't we, and some uh, some trades. You never know, you might get the odd trade, but they seem to hot up, don't they, around camp time, at least yeah. um, when the mandatory stuff starts coming. If you don't go, you start getting fined. I feel like that's when things start to really uh, really ramp up. And there's some, there's some uh, decent uh, running back names still out there, like big names, like more than I can remember, kind of in the past, like Kareem Hunt is still out there and Fournette. They can yeah. definitely kind of do a job for someone for sure. So yeah, it's that could be interesting. Obviously, D got Dalvin Cook as well, most likely on the move at some point. So yeah, there's some some good names still out there. Yeah, it feels like Dalvin Cook might be the next one, doesn't it? From everything yeah, you sure. everything you see online, um, there's quite a lot of pass rushers as well. You know, Frank Clark, Leonard Floyd, Dominican Sue. Yeah, yeah. Ioannidis. There's quite a few DT slash defensive ends. I know a lot of them are the older guys. Yannick Ngokwe, I think, is still available as well. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and these are players that like some of the best of their position in the free agency class, but obviously because they're aged, they just don't get multi-year deals, so they just wait skip all the rubbish camp summer stuff they don't want to do and then sign as late as possible which I think if I was a millionaire 30-year-old edge rusher I'd probably do the same as them <laughs> yeah Sue said that exact same this week he was like don't even contact me until after training camp <laughs> <laughs> he said I'll be ready for some first Sunday or something he said didn't he yeah uh, yeah we'll, we'll see probably all these players are probably going to go to uh to good teams I would imagine but um plan for this episode we are going to break down uh, the news, really, obviously, and the schedule with the European games finally being announced. We'll, we'll go through some of that stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, just go through news, really, and a bit of a primer. And then we are going to be coming up to division preview time in a couple of weeks where we go one division every week for the off-season. So um should be fun. Let's start with your teammate because uh, you were very busy over draft period. So Lee came on and did it. So the people listening have heard a lot about the Chiefs, have heard a lot about the Chargers, have heard a lot about the... They actually have heard a lot about the Eagles, unfortunately, because you did well again. Um, but give us uh, your view of the Eagles off-season. Obviously, lost a lot of players, signed some really interesting players, had another really good draft class, lost a lot of coaches. It's been a bit of a crazy one, I'd say, for, for Eagles fans. Yeah, I mean, the build-up through kind of late last season, when we were doing obviously really well and then we're deep into the playoffs at the Super Bowl, always had that kind of impending, is this going to be it? sort of thing for this for this group because obviously there was so many defensive starters that were free agents and a lot of them have gone some have stayed obviously but I feel like we've retooled nothing spectacular aside from the draft but it's just yeah back gonna be back out I really like the coaching additions I like the coordinators that have been placed I love the roster I think it's the best roster in the NFC um AFC at this point it's hard to kind of comprehend uh, aside from the Chiefs again so but I, lo- I love the Eagles roster top to bottom and the addition the, the the big the big one for me was um, for a lot of people was wide receiver three yeah so we've got Zacchaeus from the Falcons that has come in to take that role I would love one of the young guys from last year or kind of some undrafted free agents from this year just one of them to kind of appear yeah, Kaz Watkins has not really done a lot outside of a couple of big bombs. He's had a lot of big catches. I would love to see a young guy uh, to step up and make the final roster. But yeah, apart from that, can't say anything apart from glowing, glowing praise really of retooling. And I mean, the draft was exceptional. You 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 win nothing on draft night, obviously, but um, yeah. <laughs> Players are very good, very good. Um, yeah. Georgia, what are we calling you now? Philadelphia 
Philadelphia Georgians or something. We've got a yeah, yeah, half yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a shock, I think. To, I think Jalen Carter was, was always kind of like my dream pick there. I thought when he had a bit of, well, well he's not a bit of trouble, was it? When he had his kind of unfortunate incident, it was like, it seemed like there could be more chance of him getting yeah. there. So, yeah, the little little kind of move up and giving up a fourth for that. But I think Nolan Smith, for me, was the biggest kind of shock that he was still available at 23 and at, um, in the first round at the pick of 31 or whatever, at 30. Or, and it was, I just thought, do you know what? That is an incredible pick. That was even, for me, better than the Carter pick because it was just the availability there. So, yeah. Keely Ringo, is, we'll, we'll see on that one. A lot of fans were excited, but I think once you get to the fourth round, if you know the name, if you're not like a draft analyst or you're not looking, if you are just solely a fan and you know the name of someone they're picking in the fourth round, you get excited. But obviously, he's won back-to-back national championships on the George defense like the other guys. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not 100 sold on uh, on Ringo. I think he's going to end up in the safety position rather than the cornerback. But we'll see. We'll see. He was in a lot of um, first round mocks a year a year early. He was, he was, mate. He was, he was in top twelve. Yes. Yeah, there was more concerns. Like uh, Georgia take a lot of people off field concerns. I think he was a little bit more of like on field concerns. You know, there was a lot of reports that maybe he didn't practice as hard as he probably should, uh, and that's kind of why maybe he started to fall back. He wasn't as good last year as he was the year before. But yeah, I think he had a pick six, or he definitely had an interception to win. The first title, didn't he? I think that was yeah, him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of well known for that as well from the average fan. Um, and I quite like Sidney Brown as well. He's a pretty good safety, and your safety group definitely needs a little bit of work after obviously losing Gardner Johnson. Uh, and then yeah, typical Tyler Steen as well, who can play. I think probably a guard, wouldn't he, for the Eagles? But played tackle for for Alabama, another big program. Played in lots of playoff games, won big games, versatile kind of. Fit, the whole draft kind of fits what the Eagles like, didn't it? I think. That was a great third round with Sidney Brown and Tyler Steen coming out of that. So, yeah, just in positions of, not of need, but just the Eagles always kind of build through the lines as well. So, Tyler Steen, yeah, it's a great pick. For me, overall, retooled. Um, when I look at the roster now, maybe we'll add a veteran before the start of the season, but I look at this roster, I just think that's the best team in the NFC and nothing short of now a Super Bowl appearance I believe is, appearance that is not a win, <laughs> appearances has to be the floor for this team because if you, when we look round the rest of the NFC starting in a few weeks at the divisions <laughs> there ain't many great teams <laughs> Nah, I feel like we, we, the, the, our previews we're just going to go uh, 10 minutes for every NFC division <laughs> Yeah, I know, two and a half hours for the AFC division, it's like my god how do you even rank the quarterbacks in the AFC, it's ridiculous I know, I feel that we'll get on this when we do the divisions but feels like the second best roster in the NFC might be in the same division. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year, year next year. But yeah, no, good off-season for the Eagles. Darius Slay left and then returned about a million times and he stayed on the roster. Got a few of the veterans, which will keep the fans happy. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham staying. The fans absolutely love those guys. Obviously, Kelsey stayed uh, and so did. Uh, I think he already had a contract, but um, Lane Johnson got extended as well, didn't he, by another year? Yeah, so, did, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a good one for the fans as well. And then the draft, obviously, just... Tips it over the edge, um, but yeah, definitely. DeAndre to... Swift was uh, interesting, interesting pickup. So obviously we've got Swift and Penny in the backfield yeah. now, too. Quite injury prone, so leaning yeah. heavily maybe on Kenneth Gainwell again. He was he was better last season than his rookie year. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there in the running back room. That's not perhaps as solid without Miles Sanders, but if if Swift and Penny stay healthy, if then, yeah, it's a, that's a great room. Yeah, game well played well down the stretch as well. Yeah, the, Eagles, yeah. the Eagles for fantasy football are going to be a nightmare for people trying to work that out. Cause yeah, don't bother. You kind, of, you kind of want their running back because you're going to run the ball so much, especially when you're winning. But then the running back probably will get touchdowns stolen away from him by Hertz. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then one of the other running backs could also play ahead of them and they get injured. So I do feel like anyone drafting Eagles players, apart from probably even, to be honest, Devontae Smith, not as consistent. But anyone but AJ Brown feels like it's going to be a little bit of a difficult year to work out where they go in fantasy football. But yeah, very strong roster. 
Um, we'll talk about in divisions, but I don't know. NFC for me feels very top heavy with people want to say five teams, four, five teams, but for me, it's three teams. And uh, one of them hasn't got a quarterback with a, a working elbow. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, great, great off season for, for the Eagles. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Jane Hurts when we get onto QB contracts, because obviously that's another big story from the Eagles off season. But we'll talk about that. In a second. Um, before we move on to the to the games, any uh, other draft picks? Like you're somebody who loves college football. Um, so any other draft picks or players that you absolutely love that you were like, oh, cool, that's a good fit? Obviously, Kincaid to Bills seems to be one that a lot of people love. Um, Paris Johnson to the Cardinals, obviously with a big trade back, is a great pickup. Any other ones that you jumped off to you after watching so many of the guys play in college? I mean, it's funny that you just said um, Kincaid there because anybody that plays fantasy football, I have not been able to get him yet in a rookie draft. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah, he's just go. He just. I feel like he goes too early in the yeah. in the uh, in the picks. So it's uh, yeah, I've not been able to snag him yet. But that feels like uh, a great fit, doesn't it? There. So. Yeah. I actually liked um, what the Raiders did, picking up Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. That was uh, a, a not a safe pick for the no. Raiders when they, you know, they didn't kind of force anything else, did they? Because when it got to it, if you was kind of like following it at the time, you're thinking, mm. you know, if you stay away from Twitter, because honest, like the the picks can get broken, can't they, before the announcements? So if kind of like I don't like to follow along Twitter live. I just like the excitement of the coming up. You you kind of just don't know what the Raiders are gonna do. <laughs> no, you, know, you never do. <laughs> another pick that I loved in the first round was um, Addison going to the Vikings. Yeah, me. He'll play a lot there, won't he? He will. He'll play a lot. He'll start straight away, and I just think that yeah, that is a. That's a great, great, great pick there for them. I actually think he'll be the only wide receiver that gets true, true starter level snaps. I know JSN is a good player, but um, they love to play two tight ends that's in Seattle. So there'll be times when he's off the field, I think, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, times when he's on the field, but he's on the field. They've got the two big running backs in two yeah. high draft picks in Seattle. So not everyone can fill the field, and he's the guy that's to miss out, isn't he? For Yeah, whereas the Vikings wide receiver room is pretty dead now. So. Yeah, Zay Flowers at the Ravens. That'll be interesting to see if they can transition him in. I've been trying to avoid him in any drafts I've been I, I had to take him yesterday because he was the only thing left to really <laughs> a receiver. I can't take Rasheed Rice in every draft. It's just becoming a bit of a mockery at this point. So I had to take... I took him in one. And I do already have Odell in that team. So I was a bit like, OK, well, feels like one of them will probably be good. <laughs> and then I just the other one I just had to stash for a year. But... Um, yeah, I didn't mind that pick. The the Raiders did well with um, Meyer as well. Obviously, I know the second round. Yeah, for sure. Surprised. Yeah, I keep trying to get him or Kincaid, and I end up with. Uh, I do love him, but I do. I end up with Laporta a lot from uh, <laughs> from the Lions in fantasy because he is going to start. Right, I, if they don't start him at tight end, I'll be shocked because their tight end room's awful. But yeah, I keep missing out on Meyer, Meyer as well because he'll play loads for the Raiders. I'd imagine. Yeah, for sure, and I, I did also think. Um, Will Levis for the Titans was so interesting at 33. I just wondered if there was any thought from Tennessee to try and move up to 31. They did try and trade with the Chiefs, apparently. So they did try. I wondered what they kind of gave up for the uh, for the two picks, obviously, just for the extra year of... Isn't it? But, yeah, interesting. It was a shame for Levis what happened to him on draft night, but it's always a risk, isn't it? Yeah, I was shocked he fell that low. It's probably about where I wanted him to go if you'd have asked me six months before the draft, looking, watching the QBs play. But all the hype was he was going top. Well, I know there's a lot of hype in top four, but at least top 11. The Titans picked at 11, didn't they? But um, yeah, he fell out and then they got him in round two, which I think makes sense. We'll see when he starts. Tannehill's got injured a lot the last two years, so I think he might start earlier than maybe people think. But I think yeah. because of injury rather than wanting to start him, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, totally. I mean, Tannehill's kind of breaking down a little now, isn't he? And I mean, yeah. it's not great for... I mean, God, God, if you cash your mind back like 13 months when we were discussing Malik Willis, I mean, I mean what's happened to him? He, he was a he's a candidate to be cut, isn't he, already? So it's... Yeah. 
And we both liked him, didn't we? Right? Yeah, both liked him, yeah. <laughs> I definitely liked him over um, Pickett, <laughs> which is a bit of a, a worry. But uh, yeah, there's, we don't really know what they're like off the field. There's a lot of talk that he just can't learn the playbook at all. You know, he just yeah. can't. He can't understand almost how to play the quarterback position. And if you actually watch the games back as well, he hardly ran. He hardly threw and hardly ran. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a good combo. He was like, okay, right, I'm going to drop back, throw on, okay, let me scramble out, and then bang, sack. And it was like, okay. Or I'm going to roll out, throw it to my right, rolls out, throws it out of bounds, and you're just like, oh, this. You could tell that someone like Vrabel's not long for stuff like that, is he? He wants efficiency. He doesn't even need great quarterback play, but he's not going to settle for someone almost losing him games when his defense is so good last year. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that. Uh, cool. Let's get on to the uh, the NFL games. Um, it's the NFL schedule game. Sorry for for, for Europe to start with. Uh, obviously, no game this year in Mexico, so Germany gets two. Um, how many times when it was released on your timeline did you see British people moaning that Germany got better games? Because I saw it every other tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it as a ratio more than that probably. So uh, yeah, it was. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, when you, it's, it's a new market, isn't it? I guess it's it's the site of the Chiefs, isn't it? Patriots and Colts is, you know, those two teams aren't going to be very good, are they, this year? So it's that for me, it's just the site of the Chiefs and a UK favourite in the Dolphins. I think yeah. against one another gets people all angry. I mean, that's an absolutely fantastic game to be played. One, one. Uh, I was trying to go back and. Uh, I had a look through Wikipedia and I just thought, you know, that is one of the best games that's ever been outside of the US, really. When you take the context of Chiefs and Super Bowl champs, going to be up there again for sure. The Dolphins want to be. Good that's, roster on paper. Yeah, great roster on paper. Some stars there. You know, you've got Tyree, you've got Jalen Ramsey. That's one of the best games ever to me. Maybe the best. So maybe that's why people get irked. But, you know, we need to learn to share, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do. I do. Uh, yeah, UK and Germany sharing. It's, uh, we've come a long way. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it is probably the best game. Uh, I think Chiefs fans were a bit annoyed, you know, from America uh, because they lose this game, obviously, at home. And want to see Tyree come back. Tyree Kittle's been talking a lot again this offseason. Um and see, I see, I I sympathise with that so much more than any UK. Oh, Do you know what I mean? It's like that—that that is where kind of it's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not, you know, it's not. Yeah, anything, exactly. is it? so. And we have had a lot of games, and I know, I know, this game is not as good as Chiefs Dolphins, but there's a chance that Jags and Bills, by the end of the year, those two teams combined have more wins than the Dolphins and Chiefs because the Jags could have. 12 wins in that division. I, I, I think they could also regress a little bit on defence, but they could definitely get 11, 12 wins. And the Bills, again, are going to be fighting there with the Chiefs for, for, for the seed probably. So I actually think this year's UK games are better. So if I read them out, like you said, in Germany, you've got Dolphins versus Chiefs uh, November the 5th, and then Colts versus Patriots November 12th. That game is going to be a disaster. That I, just, I feel like that could be one of the worst games to watch. But the Patriots will probably win because Bill Belichick will have everything planned to the nth degree. And then the UK games are Falcons at Jags. And the Jags actually stay in London for the first time for, for two weeks in a row. And they play the Bills. And then the last game is Ravens-Titans. What are your thoughts on the whole two weeks in a row? Is that a bit of a... Another thing that, that really annoyed me about you know, coming into the two, two weeks in a row, it was, it was things like this are always going to be tested. People are complaining. I, 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 for myself, I don't see it as a point of complaint if I was going to complain about something like the NFL UK games. What I would say is, my God, the Jags are finally good. They're most likely going <laughs> exactly. to win the division. They've got a good quarterback. They've got a Super Bowl winning head coach. It's like, this is the time where you want them to play two games, not five years ago or four years ago or a pick a period. They've not yeah. been good apart from that one time when they got their way to the AFC Championship game. Apart from that, they've not been good at all. So it's like, you get to see a, an amazing two, yeah, top what? Top 10 at least quarterback in Trevor Lawrence play two weeks in a row. I mean, what a treat that is. For me, I'm not having that. So Jags-Bills is a great game. And Jags-Falcons, Falcons have got a lot of young talent players, yeah. that we get to see you know Carl Pitts, Drake London, Bijan now 
you know, Ridder. Let's see what he's kind of done. You know, that's a young kind of young core that's fun to watch. I I think it's. Uh, I mean, I I think we should be thankful for whatever we get because we've been getting constantly regular season games for a long time now. So I just think it's still still an amazing occasion. So it's yeah, I'm quite happy with it. And then the, then the third game also. That's I mean, a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, I mean you can't. You get Lamar. Let's hope he's healthy. You got Lamar and the Ravens, a popular UK team against the Titans. Who knows? Got might be might see Will Levis. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know what people want. They want the, they want to, to to see quarterback play. They want rookie quarterbacks coming in the league, and then yeah, you know, you might get to see one there. I think it's a good set of games. To be fair. Yeah, I think it is a very good set of games. Well, three of quarterbacks you're definitely going to see is Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, if he's obviously they have to be healthy, but Lamar Jackson and um, Trevor Lawrence. Look, what what else really. could you actually want? You yeah. know, I know Mahomes is in Germany, but there's not much better than the three a core three like that in the NFL. It's yeah, great. Yeah, and I'd, obviously I'm not a Tua fan, but if you include Mahomes, <clears throat> Mahomes and Tua um, and Anthony Richardson going to Germany, like as a European rather than just UK or Germany. That's a lot of good fun quarterbacks. Do you know what I mean? A lot of young players, a lot of good teams. Not many not many teams coming over, you'd say, apart from the Falcons. Well, not even the Falcons, are gonna be trot like trying to lose games. Do you know what I mean? They're all gonna be competitive. Um because they've all got their quarterbacks now, or they think they've got their quarterbacks and they've kind of spent a lot of money this offseason. So yeah, I think it's one of the best slates in in a long time. And it's quite an interesting experiment, Jacksonville twice in a row. Uh I was listening the other day to a podcast uh, which I didn't actually know. But there was a lot of talk about Jacksonville coming over to London. Uh, it feels like now they've gotten better, that's less likely because they're starting to get more fans where they where they are. But their stadium needs complete renovation. They've been told it'll take two seasons to do it. So they've got to play somewhere for those two seasons. And I think this is a, a them basically testing the water out and saying, right, if we do two games in America, fly over, two games in London, that's their home road schedule, then I, I feel like this is a little bit of a test for that personally. Could could very well be, yeah. I saw Orlando was a possibility for that, but you know it's it's ready made for. Uh, I mean, if you're not playing in your home stadium, your home city, I mean, how much travelling fans are you kind of going to get anyway? So it's yeah, it'd be interesting. What year is that slated to be? They're not sure yet. It depends when they want to start it, but it looks like it wouldn't be. Uh... So it wouldn't be this season or the season after. It would be the third season from now. So you never know. They could ramp it up, couldn't they, and do four London games. Maybe not the whole year, but four London games, two in October, two in November, the Jags or something like that. But, um, yeah, two two or three seasons' time, basically, is when it's rumoured to be. But, um, yeah, we'll see. They've definitely got a lot of fans over here now, haven't they? So they'd sell tickets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Seeing all the different teams kind of come over as well, I think they definitely sell the tickets. <laughs> One thing I would say from my timeline is um, ticket prices have also been a big <laughs> talking point because I believe that they've gone up. I'm not a season ticket holder, so I've not had an email with the prices, but I know there's a lot of people complaining about those as well. Yeah, they've gone up, but they have gone up every year now since the pandemic as well. I think that's more of the point that keeps going up every single time. Yeah. And obviously, you don't get any more for your money. Like season tickets, you already had an advantage. You don't like, but they put the price up. You're not really getting anything else. You're just paying. They're just sticking everyone for for the demand, basically, which they can do because what, double the amount of people that want to go to the sorry, double the amount of tickets that are there are probably apply to go to the game every single year. Like there's what two million people trying to get tickets to the Germany game last year. So yeah, they, they can just ramp it up. I have already booked my uh, flights and hotel for <laughs> uh, for Frankfurt, but. Um, no ticket, obviously, as of yet. So I'll be the person on your timeline moaning about tickets uh, in the summer. But we'll see if I... Uh, It'll still be a fun trip, even if you didn't get a ticket to the game with all the uh, kind of stuff that will go on outside. Yeah, and the, the dates were kind of leaked already. And um, Peter King actually got the Chiefs date wrong, but all of us booked hotels. All of us Chiefs fans that I know booked us hotels for all of November, like each weekend, which you can cancel for free. Yeah. And the hotel I booked... After the game got announced, 24 hours later, it, my price I paid for was £160 for two nights. It had gone up to £740 Oof. for two nights. And I was like, what a result. <laughs> so, that uh, is a result. 
I know. So we'll see how much tickets are going to uh, set me back. Uh, let's get on to the other games. Now. Obviously, we kind of know who everyone's playing. So people either hate the schedule release or they love it. I'm quite excited by it because I always try and plan like what what game can I go to um, and what games are going to get played around. The Chiefs schedule is minging this year, by the way. I've got a New Year's Eve game at 9pm, which will finish past midnight. So I'll be doing the countdown <laughs> with uh, Patrick Mahomes rolling down for a win in the fourth quarter, hopefully. And they play on Christmas Day at six o'clock, which is also pretty rough as a British British fan. But um, let's talk about some games that jump out. Let's start with the first game. Obviously, Lions at Chiefs. Were you surprised that they picked the Lions? Very. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, that's... <clears throat> That is a that is a serious bump up in what the NFL thinks of you and thinks what you can turn into. So yeah, I, w- I was surprised to be honest with you. I didn't expect um, Eagles Chiefs. So yeah, I didn't know. Kind of, I saw like Chiefs fans kind of tweeting all the possibilities. And I just thought. Well, I didn't even think that it wouldn't be the Lions because you just don't associate them with the opening game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. At the moment, I'm fully on the Chiefs um, spread, whatever that may be. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see when the game comes. It'll go up and up as the summer goes on. Probably more people bet on the, the Chiefs. Yeah, it was a little bit of a weird one. Uh, in Chiefs group chats, there wasn't many options because uh, it came out a week before the schedule that the Chiefs had actually... Because you can protect the game for going abroad where they can't make that game abroad. So the Chiefs basically protected the Bears game, which was the game that they thought they were going to go abroad. But the Chiefs said, no, we want to protect it because the Bears fans travel so much that we'd lose. Like, hardly any Dolphins fans are going to come. So what they said was, let's move it around. Then apparently the debate for the NFL was, do we go Tyreek opening day and then send the Lions to Germany? But the Lions have already been over to like Europe. I can't remember how many times in the last six years. It was like more than a lot of teams. So they made the decision to do the Germany game with the Dolphins and then move the Lions. Um, and they also said there was like a bit of nostalgia there where they ended the season with the Lions beating the Packers in the last regular season game. And now they get to come to, to Kansas City. But yeah, if you're a Lions fan, it's a bit of confidence in you, isn't it? Because they obviously think you're going to be good. They wouldn't. They, like, I'm not saying this will happen, but they think that the Lions have a chance to win the game. Because um, they wouldn't want a blowout on the first. Well, game. that's that's the last thing that the NFL wants, isn't it? On on opening day, for the for, for the Super Bowl winners to blow out the other team. Yeah, especially when you could have picked the Bengals, the Bills, the Eagles. Yeah, for sure. But there's a lot of games they could have picked. The Broncos, with Sean Payton was one that got talked about. But yeah, it's, it'll be a fun game. Uh, I'm already bored of the Jared Goff. Last time he played Matt Patrick Mahomes, he scored 50-odd points. And oh, points. oh, God, I saw that as well, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit done with that because um, they're going to be sticking the ball in uh, Montgomery's gut and uh, throwing it to Gibbs a lot in this game. There ain't going to be as much 400 passing yards for Goff, but we'll see. I might eat my words when it comes to, uh, <laughs> when it comes to that game. Um, any other games that jump out to you? I was quite excited to see, obviously, a Black Friday game. It's quite a cool little quirk. Um, I think the Thanksgiving games are okay this year. Uh, but anyway, I, I love the uh, Lions Packers at six o'clock. I think that is. Uh, I was trying to think. Obviously, the Bills were last year, weren't they, at six p.m. But I was looking back through the Thanksgiving games, and and for the time for the six p.m. slot, I think that is one of the best that you can get. Obviously, then you got Cowboys Commanders. Usually, get kind of a division game for the Cowboys there, so that's okay. And then you got Seahawks Niners. Uh, yeah, I love the. Um, I love the Thanksgiving slot. Interesting with the Black Friday game. It's on at 8 o'clock. Did you know that, UK time? No, I didn't know the time, no. Yeah, 8 o'clock, so that's nice. That is nice. Who is it again? It's Jets-Dolphins. Yeah, because the Bengals tried to get it, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they did. They wanted it permanently, didn't they? Yeah, I did read a funny piece, though, that apparently if you get that game, it means you never have to play on Thanksgiving um, because you can't play both those games, uh, obviously. So, like, the rumour was, like, oh, it means, like, well, our team will be at home on Thanksgiving every year. But I'm not sure if that's the reason they did it. Apparently, you get paid quite a lot of money as well from the contract if you're selected for that game. Because, obviously, Amazon have got it, haven't they? So Yeah. Yeah. I, like but, that, yeah. I liked the idea of a permanent team. Because, obviously, the Lions and Cowboys are permanently in that slot, aren't they? I don't mind a bit of tradition like that. Maybe because I'm saying the Bengals or... 
Gordon probably going to have a good quarterback for the next six to eight years. So maybe after that, he'd be like, oh my God, not the Bengals again, one and 15 <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah, they picked, I don't know, they put the Arizona Cardinals to be the face of. Uh... Of uh, Black Friday football would be a little bit of a different reaction, wouldn't it? <laughs> what I would say is it's week 12, and it will be the 12th week of Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. I just don't know if we'll all be absolutely done with the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you already that you're going to be done. That's a guarantee. <laughs> I actually, I, I hope that they're good with Rodgers. I do, I do genuinely hope that they're good and that's a really, really fun division. But uh, we'll see. We, we got burnt by Russ. And the Broncos last year, didn't we? And I say we, I just neither me and you support, support the Broncos, but we as in just NFL fans, because there was a lot of prime time. A lot of prime time. By the way, there's a week where the Bucks and the Patriots have spell where they have uh, five prime time games in six weeks between them. And I don't think the Bucks and Patriots are going to be very good this year. So they have they have committed to the Patriots quite a lot for this year. They're actually in prime time three weeks in a row, a different different prime time. So when we get to that middle of the schedule and we're like, who's on prime time? Like, oh my god, Thursday night football Patriots, and the following Monday night football the Patriots. It's like I feel like we are going to get to a point where we're like, wow, the NFL really do love the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Buccaneers, they're going to have two games. They are, yeah, they are going going to be a bad football team. I think they would quite like a quarterback next year. I think given by Baker Mayfield, your man. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Christmas Day games are pretty good. Uh, like I said, Chiefs play six p.m., which is oh, I hate that. I hate that time. I think the New Year's Eve game is worse. But um, yeah, Chiefs. So Raiders at Chiefs is the is the first game, which I think even if the Raiders. I don't know, a lot of people maybe think the Raiders obviously aren't going to be great. Um, I still think that with the rivalry, that's a fun game. And then you've got the Giants at Eagles, which will be 9.30, I believe, our time. Which is yeah, it is 9.30, yeah. They're a bit more sociable. You'll be uh, very merry by then, which is good. Uh, as you watch Daniel Jones and Jalen Hyatt steam down the field for a, for a game-winning <laughs> touchdown. Uh, and then the last game is Ravens at San Francisco 49ers, which... I know that's late, so maybe a lot of people won't watch that in the UK, but that's a great game. Do you know what I mean? L- Lamar and that offence, and obviously the re- their defence being so hard-hitting, the uniform matchup, uh, obviously Super Bowl rematch from all those years ago. I think Ravens 49ers is a pretty cool pretty cool game to have on Christmas Day. I mean, I ask you a question here. Are those three games too good for Christmas Day? Probably not if you're American, but for us. I was looking about thinking about this uh, the other day when we were chatting about it, because... Uh, in our group chat with Chiefs fans, uh, if you've got kids, a lot of people were like, oh my God, 6pm on Christmas Day is a nightmare if you've got kids. Uh, but I was saying, if you're in America and it's Christmas Day, NFL hasn't been on on Christmas Day quite like for a long time. It's quite a new thing where there's this many games. The first game's at 1 o'clock Eastern. That's like bang on like family time, isn't it? The next game's then at 5, which is still like the kids are up. <laughs> and then the last game's probably a good time, quarter past 8 Eastern time in America. But those first two games, they'll get massive viewing figures because it's just a different sport over there. But uh, that's a hell of a day, isn't it, if you're an NFL fan over there? You're, like, committing. Your whole Christmas Day is now about sport. It's not about the family anymore. Yeah, you want to wrote that the rest of your family is also football fans or you're going to be falling out, aren't you, watching <laughs> 1pm on Christmas Day. There, there ain't many people in the world, that, well, in kind of Western society, that are twiddling their thumbs, are they, at 1pm? <laughs> You're always doing something or going somewhere. So, yeah. yeah. Feel like yeah. I'm stuck. Uh, I'm just looking that week. Bears playing Cardinals that week. Just slip that in there on Christmas Day. <laughs> you know, just let it go. And then... Now, we can just clarify. Call that a draw. <laughs> yeah. We can call it a draw. Um, yeah. And then Eagles Chiefs. I think we got... Um, Monday night or Sunday night football after a bye, I think we play each other, don't we? This year, towards the end of the schedule, maybe week 14, 15, something like that. Yeah, I'm just searching for the game. Yeah, week 11. Oh, yeah, it's after Germany, actually. Yeah, week 11 it is. Monday night football. That'll be a big game, wouldn't it? Yeah, it will. That, that's the start of the Eagles' kind of nightmare stretch. So I think we're going to pile up a few wins, I think, before week 11 and then. Sign so us, see where the schedule takes us from there. 
Are we going to get the Eagles a nine and nine haven't lost a game? They're the best team ever. Chat again. Uh, I, 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 I hope not because the Eagles schedule um, early is pretty kind to be honest. So it's kind of starts off Pats, Vikings, Bucks, Commanders, Rams, and then you know that's five five games there. That's nice. Jets, Dolphins, Commanders. Then you go Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. So that's could be conceivably nine, ten, and zero, but we'll see. They need to pile wins <laughs> up early in the season to be uh, to get through that stretch for sure. Definitely. Um, and that Pats game is Tom Brady's like big welcome back. Oh, it is. It's the big welcome back. We're going to put a beat down on the New England Patriots. Mate. <laughs> I'm telling you. The rematch, Super Bowl rematch. That's why they brought him back. Yeah. Boost Matt Jones' spirits before the uh, before the big game. <laughs> Billy O'Brien on the sideline dialing up the plays, which I like. Um, cool. Yeah, that's the schedule. Um, some fun games, definitely. But uh, yeah, uh, one thing I will say is we'll be moaning about it, or I will at least when we do the previews every week. Uh, there's a lot of weeks where there's like eight games at six o'clock, and then only three at nine twenty-five again. Uh, yeah. They haven't they haven't spread out at all, but they just seem to not want to do that. It feels like it's going to be an every year thing nowadays, and unfortunately, um, let's move on to the next big talking point we want to touch on. We obviously don't have time to go through every single signing. We've done free agency already. Draft. Go back and listen to my pods with with Lee. Um, but QB contract was quite big. Something that kind of fell random times throughout the off season. Didn't get to touch on it much on the draft podcasts. Um, your boy signed first, mate. Um, Jaden Hurts kind of out of nowhere in terms of uh, the timing that he signed. At the time, he became the highest paid quarterback. That didn't last very long, <laughs> uh, but for, for reasons of a certain quarterback resigning. But um, 255 million, I think it was, uh, 179 guaranteed for injury. Um, I think it's a five year deal. You've done it in a team friendly way, so you can push money in the future, and maybe there'll be one year where you guys kind of have to suck after Hertz retires to make up for that money, but uh, the team can be competitive when he plays. What were your thoughts when you when you saw the deal um, and Jalen becoming the highest paid player ever at that point? I think uh, he got even more goodwill with kind of the fans and organisation just by going early and sorting it out and there was no kind of, I mean, not a, not everything has to be a Lamar scale kind of contract signing, does it? But it's kind of there is an in between of that. And Hertz was at the other end. It's just like boom, let's get the job done. This is kind of our guy. So yeah, he's done it in a friendly way. At some point, of course, it'll come back to hurt you for one year at least. So, but you know, <laughs> you have to ride the wave. And he's 25 years old. So yeah, I was I was so happy for the guy really. Like taking taking the fan side out of it, it's just you have to be happy for a guy that was a cute quarterback that's drafted in the second round. I mean, there's not many that get drafted outside of the first round that get any sort of kind of big deal in terms of quarterbacks. So yeah, he's he's done great for himself, cemented it in there. So Definitely. he's retooled up now. He's got nothing else to think about apart from winning games. Come a long way since uh, since he was replaced by uh, Tua in the uh, title game, and now. Uh... He's going Unbelievable, to, really. Yeah, he's going to earn a lot more money and win a lot more games, in my opinion, than Tua ever will. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy, crazy result for him. And he's a great person as well, isn't he? Everything you hear about him, he's a great person. So it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And he's like, so that's the highest total value um, per year, I should say, ever um, to make him the highest paid player. It's not the most guaranteed. And obviously, Patrick Mahone got the most spread over longer term, but that's the most per year that anyone had until another quarterback signed. <laughs> Lamar Jackson basically saw the Hurts deal and decided to raise it, what, like five, was it five million dollars maybe? Five million, um, yeah. Doesn't look like it's built the same way. It is a little bit more in the middle years, a little bit more of a kind of true contract where you can't push bonuses around. So they're not going to have that massive hit at the end, but they're going to have bigger hits as the years go on. Uh, obviously, they've got Odell done. He's friends with Odell. Um, apparently he also wanted Hopkins which I found funny um, but then he got another wide receiver in the draft uh, then he signed his big contract which I think got announced actually a couple of hours before the draft I know you're a big Lamar fan mate and we were kind of wondering what was going to happen we both thought he was going to stay and then obviously as the season went on it started actually looking less and less likely but now he's re-signed in Baltimore for, for the long term It's funny how kind of the way that things happen maybe skew your 
outlook on someone from from the outside looking in obviously we don't know absolutely anything but for me I feel like Lamar is under more pressure than Jalen Hurts to win definitely because of the protracted just the talks how long it went on obviously the, yeah the deals are structured very differently the base salary for Lamar's versus Hurts is actually insane when you uh, put it side by side so there's less to be kind of moving around like you said but yeah, I feel like he's under pressure to win, and I'm not sure the Ravens are built to win in this AFC the way it is. The way the AFC was kind of when he won the MVP, you kind of say, yeah, but the M- the AFC has added so much talent at quarterback now. You think, just think to myself, I don't know where the Ravens kind of stand. They're not. They used to be an automatic playoff team, but I mean that's gone by the wayside, hasn't it? The last few years. So, yeah, big pressure for Lamar there. I'm not sure he's got the surrounding cast on offense still at all. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I hope he obviously kind of gets back to the MVP level he was. But, yeah, I'm not sure he can kind of carry the Ravens all the way. It's, it's interesting, yeah, like I said, the perception of uh, how deals get done and everyone's kind of outlook of, of like a player can change like that. Yeah, and I did like his comments on Twitter laughing at people after the fact that said he needed an agent because obviously he gets to keep that standard 20 10 either 10 or 20 percent fee that most super agents have he gets to keep that for himself so uh, (laughs) he was tweeting about that which i thought fair play he's quite funny online um but yeah i don't know i think i'm a bit higher on the ravens than you because obviously i do love odell um we have an odell fanboy so maybe i think their offense is going to be better i do think they can win the division but i just think maybe they're off it's todd monkman now todd monkin now isn't it as um yeah the OC from Georgia. So they're going to throw it more. So maybe it's hard to say this, but I do agree that I think their offense, historically, it's going to be hard for them. If they don't come first in the AFC and they have a playoff that looks like some form of, I don't know, Allen slash Lawrence in round one, Burrow Mahomes round two, and then Burrow Mahomes in round three, it's going to be hard for the way they play offense to, to do that. But you never know. The, the offense might look so different now that we change our mind when we're four, five, six weeks in, uh, once they've kind of really had a go at it. But the defense has taken a big hit, hasn't it, um, this offseason? So I think they're going to be worse on defense, which they were really good in that Bengals playoff game last year, um, but maybe better on offense. So we'll see how it shapes out. But yeah, I'm glad they got a deal done because he's a good guy. Uh, and we'll see now because I actually think winning is important. But first step for him, I think he needs a healthy year because. That some of the ankle stuff, like, oh, could he have played? Could he not have played? Did he let the team down? Some of the players making weird comments, like, if Lamar would have played, we would have won. Um, I feel like he needs a really healthy season because he has not been healthy for two years. And there's a lot of talk that he gets ill a lot because he doesn't eat right, doesn't sleep right, doesn't prepare right. I just think now you've been paid, he just needs to be seen as an ultimate professional and just get on with it, I think, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. He definitely needs. I mean, we all want him to see football fans taking away your team allegiances you want to see the best players on the field so it's you know so so they've got quite a nice schedule this year it's quite uh, at the start it's quite division heavy but they have got the texans and colts and times early so it's that could be uh could be a nice start for them there yeah get out to a good start whilst they still learn the offense that'd be that'd be good for them um any other quarterbacks that have done deals? Sir Mitch Trubisky signed a nice two-year extension yesterday, which was uh, hilarious. I cannot believe the Steelers have given him a two-year extension to be their backup. That doesn't make any sense. But Yeah, because um, he was a cook candidate, wasn't he, a few weeks back, I saw. So that was, yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't understand it. <laughs> they probably saved a bit of money maybe this year and kind of helps him play for two more years. But um, the rest of the QB chat, really, is who's going to get paid next. Um, Joe Burrow obviously finally kind of got asked about it in the media and he did make a comment about obviously money's important but winning's more important than what's like team friendly obviously Herbert and his camp haven't really spoken at all about it that's not really his style he's quite quiet um, I guess who do you think gets paid next and what sort of deals are we going to get are we going to get a, a Burrow signing a 10-year deal a bit like Mahomes and so he's got a lot of guarantees but it's spread and you don't have to pay up front or are you going to get a short-term deal because the Bengals struggle to do money and then the Chargers have never really paid people massive amounts of money up front. Um, yeah, what do you think those two deals are going to look like and when do you think they'll be done? 
Borough with with the the talk that was coming up the other day, I saw the like the little um, the interview he had. I feel that's incoming quite soon over the summer. Would you not say? I don't think anything's going to be like a Mahomes. I hope you know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why I said. I, you hope it's not going to be kind of the, that length because it suits the Mahomes and suits the Chiefs. But I can see it to be in the level of. Probably just above what Lamar has got for for both guys. I do think Burrow goes first. I don't know why that is. Maybe just because I've seen more on it online. But the way it's structured, I would expect more of a Hertz kind of structure. Maybe above Lamar's payment, but a Hertz kind of structure where it's kind of more a little bit more team friendly than uh, than Lamar's is. Yeah, I, I have no idea what's going to happen with the Herbert deal, but I do think they both get done before the season starts. If they don't, I think teams are silly because the price is only going to go up, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You might as well lock the kind of lock the guys in now. It's almost like you don't want the talk, isn't it, as well during the yeah, season? True. So it's whether they play well or they kind of play slightly under what you'd expect from them. You just don't want the talk hanging over your head. You know these are your guys. It's like you know, you're certainly not thinking anything else other than that, are you? So no. No, yeah, exactly. I think they'll get into the 55 millions as well uh, a year, which is a lot of money. And then we'll see what Mahomes does after that, um, whether he re-ups or not and what he does. Um, but it'll be interesting. I think those teams need to do it. They're two teams that maybe haven't done the best contract-wise before. And I just feel like it gets the monkey off your back a little bit, doesn't it? Like Everyone's like, oh, are they going to do it? How are they going to structure it? It's just like, okay, let's just get it done so we don't have to hear the same conversations over and over again around the franchise. So yeah, I think they'll both they'll both do it. Um last kind of newsworthy point we wanted to make uh was the commander's ownership, mate. Um obviously Dan Snyder, much hated figure across the NFL in America. <laughs> um his own state absolutely hate him. <laughs> the government hate him the amount of time. He got so many lawsuits against people that work in Washington. Um but he's finally selling the team, selling it to a group. But um I think Josh Harris, who owns the 76ers, it's his group, he's kind of heading up that uh, hasn't been so the deal's been agreed, but the owners have to vote on it. They're not voting in the week meeting next week because it's not enough time to prep all the all the stuff needed. But it'll be um, probably end of June. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Nice to see. Uh, I know everyone thinks they're a bit of a joke after recent years, but historic franchise really maybe coming back to being a good team for once. Yeah, I think that would be um, be great for them. I think getting rid of Dan Schneider is a big thing for the. The NFL. I mean, obviously they're not ones to shy away from kind of controversy at times, but he just doesn't seem like a guy that you want to be associated with. So, yeah, Magic Johnson has been uh, kind of heading. He's like the face of it, isn't he? Yeah, it's been the face, and yeah, six point zero five billion. Yeah, that is the annoying part that he gets to be like a horrible person, have all these lawsuits, um, fall out with like people in Washington. There's a lot of talk about. Like they want him out desperately so they can then kind of punish him, you know, and maybe that Snyder, because he knows quite a lot, that if he stays in Washington longer and longer, he's got power over the city, whereas once he leaves, they can kind of take him to court because he's under a lot of financial corruption charges. Um, but it's annoying that someone who's that hated, done so many bad things, then is going to make so much money. That's the only annoying thing, that he still gets to sell the team rather than them take it off him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just for the ridiculous amount of six billion dollars it's crazy isn't it yeah it is it is um but yeah they deserve it and as, as a fan base and a big team loads of washington fans over here in the uk so um it's good for them uh, any thoughts on obviously the new uh the new ownership group that obviously the, the head guys apart from the celebrities that are involved are the same people that own the basketball team that you support who uh get a lot of stick for maybe not <laughs> delivering at the end of seasons any any thoughts on, on him as an owner or you think it's going to be a different scenario? Because uh, they've done a lot of like tanking and a lot of um, uh, kind of draft management stuff of adding loads of first round picks since he's been the owner. Do you think that's something that Commanders fans need to worry about or is it going to be I think I don't think that model can be replicated, thankfully, in the NFL by any team, can it? But let's just say the, the process hasn't worked, has it? So it's let's hope he kind of gets more uh, 
clever football people around him than he's had over the years for the Sixers. Because, yeah, that's not worked at all, has it? So it's... Uh... Well, Joe, Joe Allen is looking so so out of shape. We could get him a right tackle for the uh, commanders if we want. Oh, but mate, I know, yeah. We need to work. Uh, easy. He wouldn't, he wouldn't last through the first quarter, mate, with those knees. <laughs> we get James Harden in at fullback, and we'll roll. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, see when it goes through. We'll uh, talk about it throughout the off season as uh, as things move on. Um, and that's going to be it for, for today's episode. Uh, any massive news will start popping back on now. Now we've kind of had a break. Um, and had kind of stuff in our lives cool down a little bit. We're going to be back more regularly. So if any kind of big news stories come on, we'll, we'll try and do a uh, a breaking news episode. But if not, um, we were going to start looking into some off-season topics and then obviously get those division previews out, out soon. Um, so go follow us at Go4Two-Pod, two being the number two on Twitter. Um, go follow at Full10Yards as well uh, on Twitter. They're, we're part of their network and obviously did the draft coverage alongside them. So that was really, really good. Go follow Patrick at MuggsNFL. And um, Patrick, last question: Which rookie has sold the most items with you since the draft? Uh, I was going to ask you to guess, but I don't think you'd get it actually because it's not—it's uh, not a quarterback. It's actually um, Addison from the Vikings. Oh, there's a yeah. lot of Vikings fans in there in the UK as well. To be fair, there is, there is, yeah. Nice. The Bijan ones look pretty good. Even though I wouldn't draft the running back for the Falcons, they look pretty good on the. Uh, on Twitter. So yeah, if your team drafted a rookie you like, then uh, get over to Patrick and order your stuff. I'm sure there'll be a Rasheed Rice number four order coming. Oh, his is way. that his number? Number four? Number four. Yeah, it's a good number, isn't it? It is. It's a solid number. That I love it. I love. I love the number change from a few years back. It's uh, it's great. Now I've got number zero as well in there. Calvin Ridley zero. Get him. Get him involved. But uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Um, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we will speak to you guys soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, everyone.